Your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. A deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. Now, here's your host, Sandy Max. Happy Fish Fry Friday, and welcome to What's on Tap, where you get to hear and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and worldwide. I am Sandy Max. On the show tonight... Women's History Month has begun, and we're going to start the celebration by raising a glass with microbrews, watching movies, and learning about blues music. And we're also going to wish break a leg to a lot of local performances. But first, Milwaukee Film has announced their Women's History Month screenings at the Ornate Oriental Theater on the east side. And Monday nights in March, you can see directorial debuts by women. And this is that time to celebrate and honor achievements, contributions, and progress made by women throughout history. And when you think about some of the biggest and best films, uh, some of them have actually been created by women, but uh, just not as many opportunities and not as many uh, blockbuster films by women. But they're also a great expression of exploring ideas and telling stories that you might not otherwise see or hear from the unique perspective of women. So Mondays in March, you can see the debut features from many filmmakers, uh, starting with Dry Long So. That is next, the first Monday in March, and that's uh, basically a lost treasure of 1990s DIY filmmaking is how it's described. And I like that it's described as a lovingly handmade buddy movie, murder mystery, and romance. So not just your traditional boy meets girl Girl meets boy, something gets in the way, and they overcome it, and they wind up together. So it should be interesting. Dry Long So is the first Monday in March. And then the next one uh, is one that has caught my eye, and it's one of those movies, I'm actually surprised I've never seen it. It's called Smithereens, and it is from 1982, and it has a real punk rock vibe. You are hearing the movie trailer in the background. A 1980s gritty New York City life. You see a lot of a punk rock gal doing a lot of running after stealing. And it is Susan Seidelman's directorial debut from back in 1982. So I think that could be cool to experience on the big screen. Because again, when you're talking about movies in the early 80s, and obviously before, no one was thinking about VHS tapes or cell phones and watching movies in that fashion. They were all made for the big screen. So that is Smithereens from the 80s on March 11th. And then on March 18th, that Monday, you remember the movie Nomadland that won Academy Awards in 2020? Chloe Zhao is the director of Nomadland and it's her first film called Songs My Brother Taught Me. It's a movie from 2015 and Obviously involves siblings if you're going to talk about what your brother taught you, but it sounds like a different story. Again, uh, the description is with an older brother in jail and living with their single mother on Pine Ridge Reg- Reservation. Johnny and his sister's lives develop new challenges when their absentee cowboy father suddenly passes away. And Johnny wants to go to L.A., but that means leaving behind his sister, so... Thus the conflict. The drama ensues. And there are a couple of other films that are uh, listed on Milwaukee Films website, that's mkefilm.org, to uh, maybe plan a movie outing. Go with one of your favorite gal pals or go solo. There's no shame in uh, the big screen game alone. And Women's History Month, there's a new brew to try 
in honor. You just heard on the news uh, that there's a brew called Like a Girl. You can try that. There's another one called Lady Lupulin. What is it? Where can you get it? Find out next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. You're listening to What's on Tap with Sandy Max on WTMJ. Why can't women... Not only can they have a good beer drinking song, you can make some darn good beer. It is Women's History Month, and here on What's on Tap, when I found out that the Women's Month collaboration of females in beers and spirits were not only creating a special brew, but also throwing a bunch of fun events throughout the month, I thought, you know, we need to find out more about this. And there are lots of different ways to celebrate the progress of women this month. We were just talking about on the big screen, and now... With beer, a fresh brew and fun events. It is the Women's Beer and Spirits Collective. You can grab a glass or a can and do a good deed. I am excited to welcome one of the many rockin' females in the fermentation industry in Wisconsin. Please introduce yourself to our WTMJ fans. Juliana Parandozzi. I am a sales representative for Three Sheeps Brewing Company. What's the vibe of the restaurant and beverage selling industry in wisconsin we're all one big team it's always funny because i people are like oh are you in competition with each other and i'm like i mean kind of but there's enough beer to go around for everybody and we're super blessed in this state to have a lot of local breweries and we all just get along and hang out and have a good time because it's always more fun to do an event with your friend than be by yourself so yeah we're all a bunch of big team you've talked about community and that is one of the reasons I invited you in today. First of all, Happy Women's History Month, happy Juliana. Happy Women's History Month to you, too. <laughs> what are you doing special for this month as a brewing and distilling collective? The uh, Wisconsin Beer and Spirits Collective is a, a three-year project. Um, this is our third year doing it. A collection of uh, female-represented breweries and this year newly added distilleries in the state. We are putting on events to benefit Sojourner Truth House as well as DAIS in Madison and Pink Boots Society, which supports women in brewing. So we're putting on a whole bunch of events to raise money for all these wonderful charities in our state. You're also part of a special brew. Yes. Kate, who is uh, one of our brewers at Three Sheeps, this is second year we've done a special brew. It's called Lady Lupulin. It is a 6% IPA that we also brewed with Pink, the Pink Boots Society. So they all came in and did a brew together. What's the Pink Boots Society? So they're a collection from all walks of life in the industry and kind of back house, front of house. There are some women who are, you know, accountants in the brewing industry. And I mean, it's really fermented beverages is the collective. And they go around and do some cool, funky uh, brews of people. And they use a special kind of hops that some of the proceeds go to Pink Boots to continue education and support of women in the industry. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so back to the Lady Lupulin. Lady Lupulin. This beer is its an amalgamation of a couple different hops. It has some florally notes, some earthy tones, really nice. Uh, it's more in the hazy IPA scheme of things. And then we're going to have this in the market and in the tap room. So what is it that brings the collective together to do these fundraisers? Initially, our first year, there were five of us, and we were all just kind of like, you're a lady, I'm a lady, we all have the same job, and traditionally, it always has been a very male-dominated industry to share that world with 
other women and be able to discuss, you know, our frustrations, our successes, how we sell differently, how we kind of approach the industry differently. Honestly, I think it's just fresh eyes from a completely different perspective that's kind of been missing in this industry. It seems like a fun way to get people together and also introduce people because there are still people who don't know the mission of Sojourner Truth. Right. And, and they're the largest nonprofit in the state. They help and house families and women of domestic violence. They're just incredible people. Um, and as soon as we you know, kind of picked them as our charity partner, they took us on a tour last year and kind of showed us like what our donation can do for them. And that was just incredible to to see and actually like see where our hard work for fundraising went. And what is some of the impact at Sojourner Truth that the previous years have helped with? I mean, getting bedding and clothes and, you know, cleaning supplies and stuff like that. Sometimes trying to give women wardrobes to go to job interviews and stuff for their kids and eventually, you know, find a separate housing situation as well. So all that goes to all the resources and funding that Sojourner offers. They're in they're incredible. Good. Can't go on about them enough. And they truly make an impact in the culture here in our city, but in a person's life at one of the most crucial, it can mean life or death times of getting out of a domestic violence situation. And we had women in the collective that have utilized their services as well. Um, so that was like, has been a really important, like it was, you know, the joining of worlds of whether it was a phone call or just somewhere safe to go or reaching out for options. So that was very cool last year to see that we had a bunch of women that actually had them as a resource in a terrible time. And to have walked that walk. Yes. That's very sobering and very sad, yet also very empowering because they're, they were able to use Sojourner Truth as the stepping stone to get to become a successful businesswoman in yes. this brewing industry. Absolutely. And so Jordan actually brought something up last year with us that we necessarily hadn't seen the connection. And, you know, the service industry can be full of harassment. It can be an interesting world of you're surrounded by a lot of people. There's a lot of times alcohol involved. A lot of restaurants are kind of like your net group of people that you know and that doesn't mean that bad things can't happen. So we've also had discussions with them about putting up signs in some of the bars and restaurants around town for like, hey, if you feel unsafe, you know, whether it is you're working there, you're on a date or something like that and something feels off, contact this number, reach out to your bartender, whatever we can do to make you feel safe. So we, we actually, that kind of came about organically last year as we were talking with Sojourner as well. Interesting that this partnership isn't just a fundraiser, but there that's a tangible tactic of what we always say awareness which just sounds so vague but that right there was an enlightening moment and it does help build awareness if you're able to put a sign in the ladies room or by the door on the way out that's progress yeah well and even you know sometimes a lot of those are very hard situations and sometimes maybe people just need a sign literally and figuratively of you know maybe it's time for me to say something or i know this is an option should things carry on into a different degree or anything like that. Just making sure people know the resources are out there for them as well. Where can you get a taste of the special Lady Lupulin brew and do a good deed tonight and all month? That is next with Three Sheeps Brewing Company's Juliana Parandozzi. It's What's on Tap next on WTMJ. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. You've got it on What's on Tap on WTMJ. I'm Sandy Max. Happy Women's History Month, and I am just loving this new initiative. 
Wisconsin, we have beer brewing in our history, in our DNA, in our blood. And Women's Beer and Spirits Collective is a unique collaboration of a lot of Midwest-based females in the brewery industry, industry and even the spirits companies to come together, collaborate and get to know each other and encourage people to get together and raise money for Sojourner Family Peace Center. And the Sojourner Family Peace Center is the largest nonprofit provider of domestic violence prevention and intervention services in Wisconsin, keeping women and families safe. And this collective is not only raising money for Sojourner Family Peace Center, but also for the Pink Boot Society and Safe Harbor Sheboygan by crafting a Lady Lupulin beer from Three Sheeps Brewing, named after a kind of hop that makes a tasty IPA, and by throwing fun events all month long to raise funds for these charities. And continuing a chat with Juliana Parandozzi of Three Sheeps Brewing Company, where is the kickoff tonight? At Izzy Hops, Swig and Nosh on the east side. This is, I think, their third year with us. They've always been a great partner. We're going to have raffle prizes. I believe they have live music as well. For every pint of any of our breweries or uh, cocktails that you buy, um, they are donating a dollar to Sojourner. And then collectively as a group, we're all donating to match up to $4,000. And that's just on our side of the companies participating. That's a heck of a way to kick off. How long will the event be going tonight at Izzy Hops? Till they kick us out. That's the spirit, Juliana. <laughs> well, raffle prizes probably will be finished by about 8.30, but we'll start it off right away. So on top of that dollar donation, every beer you get, you get a raffle ticket, and we'll be announcing prizes throughout the night on that, too. Izzy Hops, East Side tonight. And then what are some of the other events? I'm looking at the calendar that you have on the Facebook page. Yes. 17 different events throughout the month. There is no excuse not to come out and celebrate International Women's Month. What are some of the highlight events that you're looking forward to? Here at Third Street Market Hall. Try and keep me away from that one. Yeah, it's a far walk. (laughs) All the way out the door. Which, by the way, I am still doing dry January. But I have been looking for the right... I've gone on such a streak so far that to break it, it needs to be something special. I was going to do it for, that. Exactly. So I think to celebrate International Women's Month and to sip a cool microbrew that is made right here in Wisconsin, that is a good excuse. So when is the Third Street Market Hall event? On the 14th, I believe. A good Thursday night. I see it right there. Yeah. On the but all month long, Third Street will be donating. And then they're also going to do like a collection drive. So people can donate shampoo, deodorant. Pillows, pillowcases, all that stuff to go directly to Sojourner, which is very, very cool. And it's funny that you say that because I just went on a business trip and there was a little soap that I didn't use. But I thought I should take it anyway because you always hear that you can donate those types of toiletries to organizations like Sojourner Truth or other homeless organizations. So this is one of those times if you're cleaning out your pantry, a little early spring cleaning in your linen closet, and you've got all those travel-sized bottles that <laughs> you've been accumulating for no reason. Exactly. They're just a stack of them. Drop them by Third Street Market Hall so they can go right to Sojourner Truth. Absolutely. And they actually, Sojourner also on their website, um, which I should also mention, if you don't drink, don't want to go out, totally fine. You can just donate directly to all these amazing organizations. <laughs> but also they have an Amazon list, an Amazon wish list that they update to what their needs currently are. Whether it's, you know, they have more children in house or whatever, that's constantly fluctuating so they can get exactly what they need. And what is the website to find out all these fun events that you're hosting? We do have a Facebook page and an Instagram. So the Facebook page is Wisconsin Beer and Spirits Collective. And then the Instagram, I believe, is just WI Beer and Spirits Collective. 
Juliana Perandozzi of Three Sheeps Brewing Company and the Women's Beer and Spirits Collective here in Wisconsin. Thank you so much. Look for Juliana tonight at Izzy, and she is joined in this Women's Beer and Spirits Collective by many other women who share a passion and talent for the beverage business both here for a lot of breweries and distilleries based in Wisconsin, but also around the world. Uh, this group includes Samantha, who's based in Milwaukee, but works with Tullamore Dew, a good Irish whiskey that I had the pleasure of uh, touring that distillery in Ireland a few years ago. Uh, Stateline Distillery in Madison, that is Molly, who's based in Madison. Also Brown Foreman, one of the world's biggest uh Liquor and brewing companies like that, uh, based in Milwaukee, that is Abigail. Then you've got Three Floyds and War Pigs Brewing with Morgan, based in Madison. Uh, Bell's Brewery in Michigan and also New Belgium Brewing Company in Colorado. Claire works with them. She's based in Milwaukee. Kaylee in Milwaukee, working with Down East Cider House. Founders, which is great in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm a big fan. Also, Avery Brewing in Boulder, Colorado. Lauren in Milwaukee, part of this collective. Great Lakes Brewing, based in Cleveland, Brienne, but works out of Madison. Also, New Barons Brewery Cooperative here in Milwaukee. Heidi there. Revolution Brewing in Chicago. Maggie working out of Milwaukee here. Also, Surly Brewing Company in Minneapolis, but Amanda based in Madison. And also... Chelsea, based in Milwaukee, but working with the Madison Youngblood Beer Company and Saturday. So support these women during Women's History Month. You can find those fun events on the Facebook page, Women's Beer and Spirits Collective, to get know, to know more about the Lady Lupulin Beer and those Women's History events throughout March. We'll be wishing a big break a leg to a lot of local performers next, plus get a lesson on blues history in Grafton coming up on What's on Tap. Now from the WTMJ Breaking News Center, here's Jessica Gatso. What's on Tap with Sammy Max is back on WTMJ. It is What's on Tap. That is some music from the greatest showman. And there are many ways to enjoy live entertainment this weekend. And in this segment on What's on Tap, I'd like to wish a big break a leg to several shows. And you know that's the theater tradition, is you don't say good luck. That's actually the opposite of good luck. You say break a leg, and there are some different variety of reasons of why break a leg is said. But we'll just stick with uh, with this, the sentiment and this sound. You know, I mean it in the best way. So first of all... Break a leg to Scarecrow at Next Act Theater. It's a pretty big deal. A big city actress lands back at her family's Wisconsin dairy farm to grieve herself back to life. That is the that is the synopsis. Uh, but I hear a lot of good things about it, and especially the local talent on stage. And uh, this is opening tonight, Scarecrow at Next Act Theater. Uh, you do have through March 17th. Also, break a leg to the cast and crew at Skylight Music Theater for Spring Awakening. It is a show that won eight Tony Awards on Broadway. And it's uh, one of the most uh, beloved modern musicals. And it's actually told with a deaf cast. Worth checking out. Spring Awakening at Skylight Music Theater. Break a leg. Also, if you love the sounds of drums, break a leg for World Percussion Night tonight and tomorrow at Jansair Studio at UWM. Uh, the evening features Kothi Dance Company, also the UWM Steel Panthers 
Steel Band with other student ensembles. That is tonight and tomorrow night at Jan Sayre Studio. Also wishing break a leg to the cast and crew at Racine Theater Guild. Break a leg tonight and also Sunday matinee. It's called Now and Then, a play about a fella named Jamie and his girlfriend and an interesting inter- interaction with a man who offers him 2000 bucks to have a drink with him. It's a heartfelt romantic comedy about time choices and the love we share. That is at the Racine Theater, Gu- Theater Guild now and then tonight and the Sunday matinee. If classical music is more your jam, you're in luck. Fox Valley Symphony Orchestra wishing a break a leg for tomorrow night's Midnight Visions performance at Thrivent Hall, especially featuring guest artist Nicole Lee on piano. The new Vivarium venue is open, and how about getting your blues on tomorrow night at 8 o'clock? Wishing a break a leg to Milwaukee-based blues artist Buffalo Nichols, and he will be performing along with Social Caterpillar, which is Social Caterpillar's one of their last shows before the band breaks up. That is tomorrow night at Vivarium, Buffalo Nichols and Social Caterpillar. If you like to laugh, Fortune Feimster at the Riverside Theater. Tomorrow night, uh, I one of her f- funniest roles that I ever saw was, I'm a big fan of the, it's not a great movie, I just like it. It's called Office Christmas Party, and she plays um, a rideshare driver trying to ride, trying to drive around uh, Jennifer Aniston's character, and Fortune Feimster makes me laugh in that every time I see it. So catch her doing stand-up at the Riverside tomorrow night, and if you like to move and groove, get on your feet. Break a leg. For the cast and crew of the musical at the Marcus Performing Arts Center this weekend, based on the music of Emilio and Gloria Estefan. And if you'd rather doo-wop, there's a show for you on Sunday. Break a leg to the doo-wop project at South Milwaukee Performing Arts Center. It's those sounds of Frankie Valley, the Drifters, the Dell Vikings, uh, or that, that kind of four guys in dinner jackets vibe. Well, the doo-wop project will scratch that itch. Sunday night at South Milwaukee Performing Arts Center. And last but not least, for all you folks who have been missing ice fishing, you can enjoy it in a musical way at the Milwaukee Rep. Break a leg, not ice. Two guys on ice. The musical that even has an ode to a snowmobile. That is this weekend at the Milwaukee Repertory Theater. I'm not going to break any other legs. It sounds a little painful, but you know it's meant in that good luck spirit. Grafton used to get the blues in the best way. Learn more next on What's on Tap on News Radio 620 WTMJ. Welcome back to What's on Tap on WTMJ. Welcome back to What's on Tap, a show about culture and creativity. Here in Wisconsin and also around the world, but Wisconsin has a lot to be proud of. And you are hearing some truly retro music. Blind Lemon Jefferson was one of the many artists on a label in Grafton. Paramount Recording Studio was a mecca for American blues musicians in the 1930s and the 1940s. And on WTMJ Conversations on Sunday, Libby Collins talks with... A multidisciplinary artist who loves music and is a musician herself named Angie Mack. And she is also a blues educator. And she has been preserving and sharing the history of Paramount Recording Studio with lots of people, including Libby Collins. And Angie Mack 
is going to take us down the Mississippi Blues Walk on this week's WTMJ Conversations with Libby Collins, Sunday at 11. And this is just a sample of the conversation, talking about the musicians who were associated with Paramount Recording Studio. Who are some of the names that came to Grafton? Blind Blake, Skip James, Sunhouse, Big Bill Brunzi, who inspired Mick Jagger, the father of gospel music, Thomas A. Dorsey, Ethel Waters, she was the first black woman to be on radio. She recorded many songs for the Paramount label. The father of Boogie Woogie Music, Piano, Mead Lux Lewis. The names just go on and on and on. Louis Armstrong, King Oliver, Alberta Hunter, Hattie McDaniel from Gone with the Wind. I didn't know she was a recording artist. Yes. And so they all would come to Grafton. Now, geographically, I'm thinking back in the 20s. Certainly we didn't have 94 or 43. It was a little bit of a drive to get here. So where would they come? Would they take trains into Milwaukee? Would they be in Chicago and then come to Grafton? What was it like getting them here? Yeah, a lot of them came through the interurban train, which came up through Grafton. There was a drop-off point about three blocks from the recording studio, one block from my house. So... They primarily came by train. Some were driven. But it seemed to have happened kind of in the night when most locals didn't really know what was going on. That is the voice of Angie Mack, an artist and blues educator. And that is part of what inspired her to start learning more about Paramount Recording Studio because she wound up moving to the same street that it was located on. And she's just got a lot of interesting stories about the Grafton House of Blues, and Libby did ask her about current visitors to Grafton. Have you heard from any current musicians since the Grafton uh, Walk of Fame for Blues has started? I mean, obviously you've gotten a lot of press. Has anybody reached out and said, wow, in Wisconsin, how did this happen? Yes, a lot of people. Yes, I mean, I've had a lot of authors I think one of the biggest surprises was an author named Valerie Pesigan from Russia. And he said under communism that they could not study the blues. He came to Grafton on a pilgrimage and wanted to learn about it. And there really wasn't anyone he could talk to at the time. So he had me take him on the tour in Grafton and put it in his series of books which talk about the blues in Grafton. A music journalist, Amanda Petrusich from New York, has come and, and come to my house, which I've nicknamed the Grafton House of Blues. Jack White put together these box sets of information that won Grammy Awards. I think it was 2015 and 2016. What about musicians, though? I mean, you mentioned Jack White. You said that, obviously, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger were inspired. Any word from either of them? Oh, you can hear more this Sunday morning at 11 when WTMJ's Libby Collins continues conversation with blues historian Angie Mack about the legendary musicians who recorded in Grafton, Wisconsin, and who showed up. And I'm working with producer Isaac tonight. And Isaac, you are the person who edited this fine conversation. So you know the answer to these questions. I do know the answer. (laughs) I won't spoil anything. But I'll tell you, as a musician who doesn't know a lot about the blues, 
I learned a lot from this conversation, and there was a lot that I thought was really interesting. It really is unique Wisconsin history for any blues fan or just a fan of music in general to realize just how popular a hundred years ago Grafton was for these performers. And like, like Angie Mack just said, influencing musicians like Mick Jagger. So many of those blues, uh, excuse me, so many of those British musicians loved this American blues music. Yeah. And that was that was one of the most interesting things to hear about is the way that, you know, some of these guys were covering these artists that were on the label that was based in Grafton. Paramount. So learn a lot more 11 a.m. Sunday with WTMJ's Libby Collins and WTMJ Conversations and learning about the blues in Grafton. And with it being the first day of Women's History Month, we're going to hear one of the soulful lady singers on Paramount Recordings. Tonight's song you need to hear is next on What's on Tap on WTMJ. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blokes are going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. In Grafton, a blues music label, Paramount Recordings. In the 1920s and 30s, the place to record so many influential artists. And Ethel Waters was one of those singers. She also was the first African-American to star in her own television show in 1939 and the first African-American woman to be nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award. So she was a heck of an entertainer, a singer and actress. And this is the sound of Ethel Waters in 1921 on the Paramount Records label. I got rhythm. It's the song you need to hear on What's on Tap. I got rhythm. I got music. I got my man who could ask for anything more. I got daisies in green pastures. I got my man who could ask for anything more. Old man trouble, I don't mind him. You won't find him round my door. I got starlight, I got sweet dreams. I got my man who could ask for anything more. Who could ask for anything more? Days can be sunny with never a sigh. Don't need what money can buy. Birds in the tree sing their day full of song. Why shouldn't we sing along? I'm chipper all the day, happy with my lot. How do I get that way? Look at what I've got. I got rhythm. And I've got music. I got my man who could ask for anything more. I've got daisies, but they're in green pastures. I got my man who could ask for anything more. Old man trouble? Shucks, I don't mind him. You'll never find him round my door. I got starlight, and do I have sweet dreams? I got my man who could ask for anything more. In fact, who wants anything more? Oh, but da da 
about 102 years old that's pretty fun from 1921 103 that is ethel waters one of the many amazing recording artists in grafton's paramount records and paramount recording studio and you can hear all about paramount recording studio sunday at 11 a.m with libby collins because angie mack a blues historian and educator is going to talk all about this local phenomenon that was in Grafton in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm Sandy Max. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight on What's on Tap. You can always catch up on past episodes on our podcast at WTMJ.com or wherever you like to get your podcast. I wish you a belly full of Friday fish fry, and I wish go Admirals. Keep that home-winning streak going and wave to Big Orange Roscoe for me if you see him tonight at the arena. And watch out for Shamrock Shufflers tomorrow running in Milwaukee for Special Olympics. Enjoy your weekend. WTMJ.